0: Let me sing you a song About the people that I love The
1: poets and philosophers The workers and the
0: wanderers This is Joe Jenks and you're listening to My Highway Home Celebrating music, art, culture and community from the driver's seat This week on My Highway Home In honor of the Great Labor Arts Exchange I have an interview with Charlie King and Janet Stecker Charlie King has spent nearly 45 years playing folk music and using his music as a tool for social change. Janet Stecker is the founding director of the Seattle Labor Chorus and one half of the performing duo Rebel Voices. This hour, we'll also hear songs from Cy Con, John O'Connor, Ann Feeney, John Fromer, the Seattle Labor Chorus, Rebel Voices, Bev Grant, Charlie King. Fruit of Labor, Joe Glazer. I'm here at the Great Labor Arts Exchange with Janet Stecker and Charlie King. Both of these individuals have been involved in the Great Labor Arts Exchange and in the Labor Heritage community in the United States for many, many years.
2: Many, 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 many years. Charlie even longer than Janet. Are you the oldest one on the block?
3: Of the three of us? Yes. In every way, in yes. In every way. In, in every way, I am the oldest.
2: How did you get to know about uh, the Great Labor Arts Exchange first?
3: I read a folk newsletter with a small article by Mike Seeger, who had been to one of the early um, song exchanges, and saying that it was a really positive experience for him and so I made it to the next year's Arts Exchange and uh, we had a welcoming ceremony and uh, we Uh, the welcoming ceremony was to take an index card and write your name in the middle and then on each corner you put like where you come from and uh, blah 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 and in the upper left hand corner you put the name of the union that you belong to and if you didn't belong to a a union then you wrote shame in the upper left hand corner so I went home after the Great Labor Arts Exchange and joined the Musicians' Union, so it was an effective organizing tool.
2: <laughs> Do you usually respond to shame that way? Well? I'm
3: Irish Catholic. Yes,
2: okay, there we go.
3: <laughs> You're Jewish, you respond to guilt, it's not, it's a nuanced difference. <laughs> okay. I remember the year that
4: my died, gone, gonna rise again dug his grave on the mountainside, gone, gonna rise again. I was too young to understand the way he felt about the land, but I could read his history in his hands, gone, gonna rise again. Rib and the apples in the bin Gone, gonna rise again The ham in the smokehouse And cotton in the gin Gone, gonna rise again Cows in the barn And hogs in the lot You know he never had a lot But he worked like the devil For the little he got Gone, gonna rise again His apple trees on the mountainside Gone, gonna rise again He planted the seeds just before he died Gone, gonna rise again I guess he knew that he'd never see The red fruit hanging from the tree But he planted the seeds for his children And me, gone gonna rise again i high on the ridge above the farm, gone Gonna rise again I think of my people that have gone on, gone Gonna rise again Like a tree that grows in the mountain ground Storms of life they have cut them down. But the new wood springs from the roots underground. Gone, gonna rise again, gone, gonna rise again.
2: Well, I first learned about the Great Labor Arts Exchange and its parent Labor Heritage Foundation through John O'Connor because he was in Seattle and I had moved to Seattle in 1983 with Susan Lewis. I mean, we both moved simultaneously, I should say. We had been part of the uh, Bells of Hoboken in our New York City days. We moved to Seattle in 83. We created Shays' Rebellion with John O'Connor and Tim Hall. Um, and. The reason that John is very important in this story is because a little few years into this story, past when you started, Charlie, is when the musicians who were members of Uh, their local American Federation of Musicians began to realize that our local locals were not serving us because we were touring, and this was the birthplace of Local 1000, and John was a very significant part of that. Do you want to say anything about that?
3: Uh, Yeah, the Local 1000 um, indeed was uh, started over late night discussions at the Great Labor Arts Exchange. Uh, The idea was being um, that Um, we needed a traveling musicians union that uh, acoustic performers who did a lot of one-night stands who were small ensemble or soloists were getting very little back from their membership in the musicians union and so we started the process of uh, forming an interest group within the uh, American Federation of Musicians and then lobbying uh, the AFM to give us a charter as a non-geographic local, which they had never done before for anybody, and we became the North American Traveling Musicians Union, and that was, I guess, maybe 30 30 or so years ago.
2: And and that has been very significant, um, both in having uh, a union that represents our needs as traveling musicians, but also the folks who were drawn to this were the creators of the repertoire. That, were, that was very meaningful to most of us. These were the people who were writing the songs and singing for the folks that we wanted to support, the folks that were looking at injustice, at inequity, and trying to move forward as a culture through the music we were doing.
5: The west of the river Wabash, in the heart of the King Kong. In the middle of the summer, a struggle there was born they locked us out of the factory our union to destroy that's when i realized the class war had come to illinois so workers stand together every trick they will employ our home now is a war zone that is known. Illinois We've given them our best years We gave our labor and our sweat And when they wanted overtime Well we were there you bet But now they want our wages And our safety drawn the battle lines and we know just what we must do. So workers stand together if your rights you would enjoy. Our home now is a war zone that is known. They are a-changing Yeah, the writing's on the wall There was a time when we'd sit down But now they want it all I used to think that labor wars Were a thing of the distant past But brother, I can tell you My perception is changing fast So workers stand together, don't fall for the boss's ploy. Our home now is a war zone that is known as Illinois. Daily to the cat plant we formed a human chain We didn't have much left to lose and everything to gain There's no sitting on the sidelines The time has come to take a stand Because it's open season on the rights of workers So workers stand together, this trend we must destroy. Our home now is a war zone that is known as Illinois. So workers stand together, yes, this trend we must destroy. Throughout the land, throughout the world, and we'll start.
2: At this point it would be significant to say that most of the folks at the table were white men and it was important for the periphery of women to go Yoo-hoo! and I think one of the women who was very significant in this is Anne Feeney. Anne Feeney was very important in being a model of the outspoken woman. Still white but having a woman at the table who was out there touring, writing great material, addressing so much of what was important to all of us. So another significant figure.
3: And she, at that time, was the, uh, um, the executive director or the secretary-treasurer or whatever of the Pittsburgh AFM locals. So she was deeply steeped in union culture.
6: On April 9th, they found him. He'd been beaten, bound, and gagged. His lifeless body bore the signs of torture and abuse Two short months before he'd come to work in Monterrey Recoderemos Santiago Cruz Santiago Cruz was only 29 years old His brutal killing barely made the news We demand his murderers be found and brought to justice Recoderemos Santiago Cruz Each year tens of thousands cross the border heading north to pick the crops and labor at the jobs Americans refuse. One man headed south to try to end their exploitation. Recordaremos Santiago Cruz. Santiago Cruz was only 29 years old. His brutal killing barely made the news. We demand his murderers be found and brought to justice. Recordaremos Santiago Cruz. Now the day is coming soon when all the workers in the fields will finally get a living wage for all that they produce. And when the smugglers disappear and the last coyote starves, Recordaremos Santiago. Santiago Cruz was only 29 years old. Qual cobarde a We demand his murderers be found and brought to justice. Recordaremos Santiago Cruz. 29 years old. Apago we demand his murderers be found and brought to justice. Recordaremos Santiago Cruz. We will remember Santiago Cruz. Recordaremos Santiago Cruz.
0: I joined Local 1000 in 2000 at the Folk Alliance Conference. Uh, and Charlie, I found out over the arc of about an eighteen-month period that you had been involved in the early days of Local One Thousand of the People's Music Network and of the Great Labor Arts Exchange, and it was part of when I realized that I had found my tribe. Uh, my one of my sisters had given me one of your recordings when I was in middle school. Uh, Maybe it was early high school food, phone, gas, lodging. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved every song on that record. And I just thought, you know, when I found my professional life weaving me on multiple points of entry into the same circles you were traveling in, I felt like I had finally, you know, I had found my tribe. I see a lot of correlation between these three organizations, although they're very different. There's a lot of crossover in membership between People's Music Network, Local 1000, AFM, and the Great Labor Arts Exchange and Labor Heritage Foundation. Um, why do you think that is? Why is there so much crossover between those three seemingly disparate communities?
3: Well, I think it's because from the very start, um, all three organizations have been... Um, Supported by, attended by, um, built up by people that make music that um, tries to address issues of social justice, freedom, um, diversity, equity. Um, so it's I think the link is really, uh, really ideological. I mean, we were primarily talking about acoustic musicians at that point, um, but what. What made us different from perhaps the general population at the Folk Alliance at that point was that all of us were involved in some kind of organizing work around political issues.
7: We need the Buddhists and the Baptists and Catholics, too. The atheists and agnostics, Muslims and Jews. We need people of all nations, all colors and all creeds. To put an end to war now. Put an end to greed. Gonna take us all to make a change. Take us all to win the peace Gonna take us all in the streets Gonna take us all It's gonna take us all We need the immigrants and the unions The greens and the gays Hip-hoppers in the Be boppers and women for equal pay Farm workers out in the sun Homeless out in the rain Seniors and soccer moms For a world that is humane Gonna take us all to make a change Take us all to win the peace Gonna take us all in the streets only take us all. Only take us all. socialists and the anarchists The pacifists and the humanists Every culture and community Takes black and white and brown Times we won't see eye to eye But we stand on common ground Gonna take us all to make a change Take us all to win the peace Gonna take us all in the streets Gonna take us all All to make a change
0: When I first met uh, here at the Arts Exchange, even though we had been at the same place at the same time on several occasions in Seattle. Uh, I lived in Seattle from 94 to 2001, uh, and uh, I was not involved in the Seattle labor course when I lived there, but I knew about it. Uh, just as I was starting to leave. You have of course been the founding director uh, and only director of the Seattle Labor Chorus.
2: For almost 23 years, oh, yes. And
0: you're just approaching your retirement from that position. Uh, I was curious to hear you talk a little bit about your history with the chorus, about why it was founded uh, and what you see as the, the role that it has served in the community.
2: Part of the story is that Pete Seeger was the, the uh, essential kernel um, that created that pearl. I guess Probably, am I mixing my metaphors? Piece of sand, grain of sand. There we go. Uh, because he was invited out to come to the Northwest Folklife Festival, and his requirement was that there be a labor course to back him up. And there were lots of, and we had three months' notice for this no place to rehearse, no repertoire, no members. But with folks like Bob Barnes and Lou Truskoff and uh, Scott Reed, they began, they reached out. They began to reach out into the labor community, into the folk community and say, who wants to raise their voice for justice? And, And indeed, We got 100-plus people. The carpenters donated the space. Jeffrey Fairweather from the New York City Mm. Labor Chorus gave us the repertoire and said that he would come out for the weekend to conduct. But Mm. there was no one to teach the material. And I had already said no to the brothers that I mentioned um, to be part of this because they were nuts. There was no way we could do it in three months. But after these masters of stone soup Who said come all we need is a place End of this then lo and behold the broth was boiling and it was like janet could you just teach it's like i don't know i've never conducted it i can i can teach individuals how to harmonize i know how to arrange songs but i've never taught a hundred people how to sing together so they taught Mm -hmm. me how to teach them that's pretty much what occurred and after that fabulous experience that we had at folklife about 50 of them decided that they wanted to continue and they asked me to be the director. And I continued to learn how to teach and how to conduct. And I made it up all my little old hand signals. My, that most of what occurred in our rehearsals was that every song was set in some history of what we were singing about, why it was important to us. And there was an emo- a psycho-emotional framing of why it was we were doing it. And because I tend to wave my hands around a lot when I talk, each one of those hand signals eventually represented a feeling that we shared about the song. And by the time we hit the stage, only the hand signal remained. But it could evoke all of that historic framework, all of why it mattered to us, why we were there to serve whether it was to educate or sustain the spirit or keep on keeping on or whatever, there are many reasons why we sing. That's what was part of it. And that's remained. And that's been awfully fun and very uh, heartwarming, more than, I believe if I could know where my cockles sat, my cuckles would be warmed as well. They let me play them. They let me, this group of 40 or 60, depending upon the year or 80, they allow me to play them as if they are strings of an instrument. They are so willing to be taken through the musical and emotional and historical components of what we are singing together, that every single time we sing it, it's fresh. It's not a cassette. We have created this together in the moment For this particular audience and for this particular reason, and that is the best of all. It's been wonderful.
8: Out along the harbor beach, boats stand right up on the beach. Ghosts by.
0: does at its best is function as a single instrument being played by the conductor that's and uh, awesome. yeah that's that's and great
2: I, I, I'm honored I really am honored yeah. that they trust me and I keep coming back so it must have worked
0: and you and Susan Lewis also have mm-hmm. an ensemble together called rebel voices
2: yep we've been singing together for more than half of our lives this is re- and we're old so this is really <laughs> long time Susan and I met in New York City when I was coordinating an international exchange program and Susan was a waitress down in lower Manhattan and wandered into our office because she wanted to go abroad and, uh, on one of our exchange programs um, to a place where she could use English because she didn't have any other languages. And this was the international division of the YMCA, which in the middle of the 70s was the only organization permitted to have an exchange program with the Soviet Union. So our banter on stage is that we met when I sent Susan to work in a camp in Siberia, which is literally true, but it was a children's camp. And this exchange program was, it was part of our, our peace movement. Um, and when she came back, part of the requirement was please come into the community and talk about your experiences because we believed that if you know someone, it's harder to kill them. If you trust that there's humanity everywhere... We're we're gonna have a better chance of keeping this keeping each other alive, um, and we became friends because she was in the neighborhood and was two years into the friendship when we were sitting in somebody's car in Greenwich Village and Joni Mitchell came on the radio and we both started singing harmony simultaneously. It's like I know you sang, I know you sang, and that's when we started singing international folk songs for American students and American folk songs for international students. And we met Marcy Boyd, who was part of the People's Music Network, and we got all her original songs. And she introduced us to Charlie and and Bright Morning Star and this whole host of people who are writing such wonderful songs about a breadth of deepening and broadening our humanity and making a difference. With Marcy, we formed the Bells of Hoboken. That was a fabulous trio. And over the years, we've moved around the country. When we moved to Seattle, we joined John O'Connor and Tim Hall and created Shea's Rebellion. That lasted for a few years and was fabulous. It was just wonderful. And then finally we recognized as the boys left that, okay, we're going to be a duo. So for the last 30 years, we've been just rebel voices. And we took that name from the book by Joyce Kornblou which were the po- songs and poems of the IWW, and we asked permission, and she let us. She said yes, we could call ourselves Rebel Voices.
0: You're listening to My Highway Home with Joe Janks.
9: It happened on a Friday, some years after we were wed, when my. Old Our bath is almost ready I'll come up and scrub your back He kissed me very tenderly I said I'll tell you flat The service I give my machine Ain't half as good as that I said I'm not your little woman Your sweetheart or your dear I'm a wage slave without wages I'm a maintenance engineer so then we got to talking and
10: I told him how I felt How I keep him running just to smooth as some conveyor belt For after all the time the one provides the power supply You ought to see him dig into my deep dish chicken pie His fittings are all shining cause I keep them bright and clean And he tells me his machine tool is the best
9: I've ever seen terms of my employment could make your hair turn grey I have to be on call you see for 24 hours a day. I quite enjoy the perks though when I'm working through the night For I get job satisfaction well he does and then I might if I keep up full production I shall have a kid or two for some future boss to have another labour force to I'm not a little woman, your sweetheart, or your dear. I'm a wage slave without wages. I'm a maintenance engineer.
10: The truth began to dawn, and how I keep him fit and trim, so his boss can make a great big profit out of me and him. And as a solid union man, he got in quite a rage To think that we're both working harder than one man's wage I said, what about that part-time packing job I do? That's three men that I work for, love, my boss, your boss, and you
9: I'm not your little woman, your sweetheart or your dear I'm a wage slave without wages, I'm a big engineer he looked a little sheepish then and said as from today the lads and i will see what we can do on equal pay would you like a housewives union do you think you should be paid as a cook as a cleaner as a nurse and as a maid i said don't jump the gun love if you did your share at home Perhaps I'd have some time to fight some battles of my own I'm not your little woman, your sweetheart or your dear I'm a wage life without wages, I'm a maintenance
10: engineer I've often heard you tell me how you'll pull the bosses down You'll never do it, brother, while you're bossing me around Women join the struggle, married single, white, and black. You're fighting with a blindfold and one arm behind your back. The message has got over and he's realized at last
9: that power to the sisters must mean power to the class. I'm a maintenance engineer. I'm not your little woman, your sweetheart or your dear. I'm a wage slave without wages. I'm a maintenance engineer. And now we've got that settled. Let's go out and have a beer.
0: I definitely would not say just rebel voices. (laughs) Uh, The two of you together really create magic. Thank you. Charlie, um, the first place that I encountered the phrase cultural worker was here at the Great Labor Arts Exchange. I had been on the road for a few years already as an artist, and I had been performing professionally since my teens, but I had never heard that phrase cultural worker. And retroactively, I've come to understand a great deal of the music that I was drawn to through the lens of that term cultural worker, Uh, and certainly a lot of music within your repertoire and catalog uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what it means to be a cultural worker, what it means to uh, take on that identity um, or recognize it within oneself as an emergent identity, uh,
3: and and what that means to you. What does that work look like for you in the world? Well, I first heard the, uh, or, or had the term cultural worker applied to me and first heard it uh, back in the, uh, around 19. 19- Seventy nineteen 19, no, about around 1972, I guess it was, uh, that uh, Osto's Community College, uh, primarily Hispanic community college in the Bronx, went on strike. The students went on strike. It was about uh, tuition going up or, or instituting tuition. Anyhow, they, they uh, occupied the campus and uh, they were running it as a free university. And uh, I went up to, because uh, I sing songs and I thought, you know, maybe I can sing some songs for the students at Ostos. And uh, so we were shuttled to the security desk, and I had to sign my name, and then they asked me why I was there and what I do, and they looked at me kind of strange. You wanna, you're want? you here for what? And they said, oh, oh, cultural worker. You're, And they wrote that down on the page, Charlie King, cultural worker. So I don't use that label a lot, but I think um, what it means to me is that um, there are a lot of ways that we can work for change in the world. Uh, there are a lot of causes and activists that can be supported in the world and one of the ways we can do that is with uh, um, the culture expression that comes naturally to us and I think for the three of us that's, that's singing songs.
11: We have gathered into barns, done the same work as the men, with babies in our arms. But you won't find our stories in most history books you read. We were there, and we're still here, fighting Chinese and Russian too They tried to use our differences To split us all apart But the pain we felt together Touched the bottom of our hearts We were there in the factories We were there
3: when I was living in New York City at that time um, uh, I realized that if I was going to keep singing songs about causes as they evolved I was going to have to start writing them. So between singing the songs that I kind of collected by uh, listening and going to venues during the 1960s and then by starting to write songs in the 1970s uh, I built a repertoire that's primarily aimed at Uh, reflecting on justice work in the United States and uh, also uh, working in support of organizations that are working for change. And then I guess probably the most recent development in that is uh, putting together these uh, one-hour scripted pieces to be played in various venues, primarily educational, that are PowerPoint song and historical narrative that bring historical events of the 20th century alive uh, for people today.
0: The first program that I saw you give like that was about Sacco and Vanzetti. It was at a People's Music Network gathering, I think. Um, And I had never even heard of Sacco and Vanzetti. So I was so grateful that you were doing this because even as someone who... Um, likes to think of myself as fairly culturally literate, particularly on the progressive end of, of U.S. history. I had still never stumbled into the story of Sacco and Vansetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious if you can tell us just a little bit about those two and, and what, what their story is as you presented it.
3: Yeah, well, I should have stumbled into this story because they were arrested in my hometown, Brockton, Massachusetts, and they were uh, imprisoned. Uh, they were re- uh, arrested for a crime that happened happened in Braintree, Massachusetts, you know, a couple towns over, and they were imprisoned and ultimately tried and executed in the Boston area. So uh, I should have known about them, but um, uh, but I didn't, and um, I discovered them when uh, an anarchist. Not, uh, uh, author uh, um, Eric Gordon uh, came to the very first People's Music Gathering in 1977, and he said, "This is the 50th, or this is the yeah, this is the 50th anniversary of their death. We have to do something to commemorate that." And I, and I, so I had to educate myself about Sacramenzetti. They were uh, both uh, workers, uh, and uh, they were Italian immigrants, and they were anarchists and they worked to um, create workplace justice, and they ended up, uh, like a lot of Italian immigrants, on the hit list of the uh, Attorney General of the United States, and they were arrested in, uh, in West Bridgewater, Mass., and charged with murder and robbery at a, a Braintree shoe factory that was miles away from where witnesses knew them to be at the time. Um, but their witnesses were all written off because they were other Italian immigrants from their own communities. So it was a, a chance to read about Sacco and Vanzetti, and there's a lot that's been written about them, both fictional and, and uh, nonfiction. And uh, probably the biggest instruction I got was to get Woody Guthrie's album, which Mo Ash commissioned for the 25th anniversary of their death. Um, and it's a whole string of songs that Woody wrote about Sacco and Vanzetti, um, they were executed in 1927, they've since been exonerated by the state of Massachusetts, but they didn't come back, they're still dead, um, and uh, um, their writings are very inspirational. They were remarkable, self-educated visionaries from the anarchist tradition in Italy.
2: And The song that you wrote, uh, you may have written more than one, but the one that was meaningful to me and to many other singers and listeners is "To Good Arms. So the, who will remember right is very is the, are the first lines. And every time that uh, I've sung it with Susan, that we've sung it with the chorus, that I've sung it with you, the impact on the audience of being invited to still themselves and become aware how important it is to remember mm-hmm. um, everything that that has come before, that which is good and supported us, that which was a challenge, that which defeated us, but we need to rise anyway. Uh, And that by the end of the song, and we've unzipped our listener, we've unzipped ourselves to become very vulnerable to this tragic piece of history. By the end of the song, we are recommitting. We will remember. Mm -hmm. And um, can you just sing that last line, we will remember?
3: Um, We will remember this good shoemaker We We will remember remember this poor fish peddler We will remember all the strong
9: arms and hands That never once found justice
3: In the hands that ruled this land Then the last line is uh, All our lives we will struggle to rid the earth of all such crime. It's basically taking the statement that Vanzetti made to the judge when he was sentenced to death and uh, turning it into a a, a singable chorus.
12: Who will remember the hand so white and fine that touched the finest linen, that poured the finest wine, who will remember the genteel words they spoke to name the lives of two good men a nuisance or a joke? All who know these two good. or kill. Resting on his chair On the switch that took the lives of two good men in the service of the rich. Who will remember the one that gave the nod or the chaplain standing near at hand to invoke the name of God? Could you maker we will remember this poor fish peddler we will remember all the strong arms and hands that never once found justice in the hands that ruled this land and all who knew these two good or kill them. each had
3: came out of the research that I did um, preparing for um, the August um, vigils we did on the streets in Boston uh, and in Plymouth, which was Vanzetti's hometown, um, uh, commemorating their death. And uh, it's really probably traveled more than any of the songs that I've ever written. Ronnie Gilbert, who was herself a great labor historian and who knew the Sacco and Vanzetti story, brought it to Holly Near. She sang it, and lots of people have heard it because of that. It's been sung in a lot of different countries. So it's, um, it's been, it was uh, pretty much a gift to me. I don't have a lot of recollections of writing it, but it, it, it has uh, legs. And I'm hoping to live another eight years singing so I can sing it for the 100th anniversary of their death and the 50th anniversary of the song.
0: Before we wrap up, since we are gathered here uh, at the Tommy Douglas Center in Silver Spring, Maryland, for the Great Labor Arts Exchange, uh, I would like to hear each of you reflect a little on why you think this particular cultural community within folk music, within the world of, of labor culture, is significant. Why why does it matter that this gathering keeps happening?
2: It's the people who make the difference. That's a Francisco Herrera song. Hacemos un hermoso jardín. And it's the friendships made in the struggle. Son sones para vivir. The folks that we've connected with, that we stay connected with over the decades the songs that are brought to us from all over the country from all over the world it's learning that in our everyday life we may not know that that we are not alone that we are we're learning what's happening in milwaukee and in santa fe and in puerto rico and that we are many and we're connected and this is a place where people come to share The news, the gospel, the good the good news about what's going on, and it's done through the arts. It's done through murals and cartoons and song and skit and movement, and people come together here with great uh, sympathy and empathy and talent. So I keep coming back for that. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, I I I would say, you know, if you drop back thirty five years, that's about as far back as I can go with this organization, um, it was a bit of a different gathering. Um, Primarily people were sent by their unions um, and they were sent to be here to express and to learn labor culture and to use labor culture to infuse their unions with energy and a sense of history. And um, Unlike a folk festival, Um, um, when you start working with industrial unions, you get a very diverse crowd of people. So you're singing songs and hearing songs in a context of people that's far more diverse than anything I'd experienced before.
1: Just got off from a tough day at work and the co-workers and I were complaining about poor and unsafe working conditions and low pay. And we don't know how we're gonna take care of our mothers who are sick, and help our daughters who are going to community college. And our wives might need a new car to get her to a new job. Us workers got to pull together, organize, and exercise some real workers' power to change this mess. Realize that solidarity as workers is not an act of charity, but a work of necessity. Somebody's always asking me What is it that we're always singing about? Somebody's always asking me What is it that we're always screaming about? We can't tolerate the injustice no more We can't sit back while they are closing the door Don't you understand, if we're silent we die The woman we heard, this is the word want to bring it to you. Solidarity. Solidarity! We're uniting one another. Solidarity! Come and stand with us, my brother. Solidarity! Hear the voice of working people, and the people must always be heard. Factory workers lose their jobs, sent home with nothing else to give. Technology takes the place of men. big company benefit from pain, they can't let our cries go unnoticed this time, they can't put our needs at the back of the line, they will understand we have power this time, so lift up your voice, you have a choice, we're gonna bring it to you, yeah. we're uniting one another, stand with us my brother hear the voice of working people and the people must always be heard no they can't let our cries cries. go unnoticed this time they can't put our needs at the back of the line they will understand we have power this time so lift up your voice you have a choice we're gonna bring it to you night in one another. Solidarity. Come and stand with us, my sister. Solidarity. Hear the voice of working people. And, and the, the people, people must always be heard. And, and the people must always be heard.
0: As we wrap up uh, in the next 18 months, um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what you see as the most significant mission or commission for uh, people in the broader communities, whether or not they self-identify as artists. Um, The two of you have witnessed a lot of different eras in this country, a lot of different movements and the use of art and music as a part of those movements. What do you think is the greatest goal or purpose for artists and non-artists alike in, in cultural organizing in the next 18 months? Well,
3: I think for me, um, it would be to become um, rooted in and active in local organizing in my own community. Uh, and when I do travel, to really try to be an eff- make an effort to have my uh, on-the-road music be connected to groups that are doing uh, progressive work in the community and uh, 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 18 months sounds like an electoral trajectory I think what's really important I, I think that's going to spin out of our control pretty quickly um, and what's important is that the community be strong for whoever survives the uh, cat fight that will be the presidential election.
2: I'm very interested in the impact of solidarity. I'm very interested in when people show up for each other, when we pay attention to an injury an to one, so that we can express it's as if we were all impacted, and we create material that reflects people's stories back to them, that, that we see them, that they matter, um, the impact on all parties, the ones who are standing up and the ones who are receiving the support, and the passers-by. I'm very interested in that impact of when people stand together. First they came for, but I wasn't uh so I'm now going to stand up. Um, I think that is quite crucial in our survival uh as a civil, kind and effective society and planet um, and we're also standing up frequently or at least amplifying those who have less of a voice, whether it's because they have no power or because they're a polar bear or an iceberg. Um, it's time for us to, to do more of that. So that's where my interest lie right, lies right now.
0: That's great. Janet Stecker, Charlotte King, thank you both so much for your time and for the work that you have done in the world and the work you continue to do.
3: Thank you, Joe.
2: Yes, likewise. Thanks, Joe.
13: Oh, why don't you work like other men do? How the hell can I work when there's no work to do? Hallelujah, I'm a bomb. Hallelujah, bum again, hallelujah, give us a hand out to revive us again. I went to a house, I asked for some bread, the lady came out, said the baker is dead. Hallelujah, I'm a bum, hallelujah, bum again, hallelujah, give us a hand out to revive us again. i went to a house i knocked on the door the lady says bum! you've been here before hallelujah i'm a bum hallelujah bum again hallelujah give us a handout to revive us again well i love my boss he's a good friend of mine that's why i'm starving out on the bread line hallelujah i'm a bum hallelujah bum again Hallelujah gives hand out to revive us again Now why don't you save all the money you earn If I didn't eat I'd have money to burn Hallelujah I'm a bum Hallelujah, Hallelujah a bum again Hallelujah. Hallelujah, give us my hand out to revive us again.
0: Thank you for listening to My Highway Home with Joe Jenks. Thanks also to Charlie King and Janet Stecker for the great conversation. The songs featured in today's show were Con Gone Gonna Rise Again, John O'Connor, Illinois is a War Zone, Anne Feeney, Santiago Cruz, John Fromer, Gonna Take Us All, Seattle Labor Chorus, No More Fish, No Fisherman, Rebel Voices, Maintenance Engineer, Bev Grant, We Were There, Charlie King, Two Good Arms, Fruit of Labor, Solidarity, and Joe Glazer, Hallelujah, I'm a Bum. Audio production and field recordings by Joe Jenks. Additional audio engineering by Charlie Pilzer. Thanks also to Ron Lesco and Folk Music Notebook. All interviews, copyright 2019. My Highway Home, Joe Jenks, Turtle Bear Music.
1: And the ones who hold their babies close
7: and rock them through the night. Yes, the ones who hold their babies close and rock them through the night.